A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. Welcome back to A Word for Today. It's Thursday the 28th of January, and we're continuing with our study of 2 Peter chapter 2. I'm going to read the first two verses to you. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. So Peter begins by saying, just as there was always uh, have been false prophets in the past, just read Old Testament history if you don't believe me, so there will always be false teachers in the church age. They are a defining characteristic of the church age, and they are agents of Satan directly opposing the work of God which is achieved in the power of God through his written word. Peter goes on in verse 1 to say, uh, who will secretly, he's describing now the work of the false teachers in the church age, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many, he goes on in verse 2, will follow their sensuality because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. We saw yesterday that they act surreptitiously, bringing in from outside, introducing on the slice, smuggling in, creeping in with uh, teachings that will lead to hell, belonging to friendship groups that are loyal to themselves, but not to the word of God. And then we came across the phrase, even denying the master who bought them. Now that phrase has caused a lot of Um, heart-searching in the Christian church because it seems to be saying that they were once Christians and lost their salvation. It's saying the master, that's obviously referring to the Lord Jesus Christ, who bought them, who paid for them, who redeemed them. So it seems here that you have a people, uh, false teachers, who have been redeemed by Christ but are now denying Christ. And that has led many scholars, sadly, to believe that salvation can be lost. Unfortunately, that view, or fortunately really, that view does not take account of the wider uh, chapter, which makes very clear that it is speaking about appearances. Indeed, the whole point of the chapter is addressing false appearances. And so these people looked as if they had been redeemed by Christ, but that had never happened. The Bible is very clear that you cannot lose your salvation. It is very clear that Jesus is the Savior, not the facilitator. He saves. And when he buys someone, they remain bought because he is the Savior. And those who deny the master who bought them are simply those who are revealing they were never bought in the first place. They appear to have been saved. So Peter is there writing in a phenomenal way, describing appearances, just as we talk about sunrise and sunset. We know perfectly well the sun isn't rising or setting. The earth is rotating. And so these people are not losing their salvation. They were never saved in the first place. And what they are denying is the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are repudiating the gospel. And the implications of denying the master, of course, we shall see, uh, follow in uh, the uh, following verses. If you don't have a heavenly master, who becomes master? The answer is man becomes master. 
And that is what fuels false teaching, the masterhood of man. We see, too, at the end of verse 1, that they bring upon themselves swift destruction. It's just telling us that they are treading the road to hell. And we'll see that again repeated in verse 3. But now I want to go to verse 2 and unpack a little bit what we see there about the effect of false teaching. Verse 2 says this, and many will follow their sensuality. So it seems that they are going to be very popular. They are not going to be marginalized. They are going to be center stage. They're going to find plenty of backers and supporters. This truth comes out, for example, in Romans 16, where Paul writes this, Watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles, contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. For such persons do not serve our Lord Jesus, our Lord Christ, but their own appetites, and by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. See, that's what Paul is fighting there. Naivety, it's what Peter is fighting here. He wants to take away the naivety out of the people of God. Don't fall for these guys, he's saying, because they do use smooth, smooth talk. They do flatter. They do uh, convince you that they really like you and respect you and admire you so that you will do the same back to them. But it is deception. And however many followers they have, the number of followers does not authenticate their legitimacy. Uh, Paul writes in his last letter to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4, this. He writes these words, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. You see, what Peter um, is saying is echoed here by Paul, who is saying there will always be a market for false teaching. People won't like the truth, sound teaching, healthy teaching, gospel teaching, but having itching ears, it's a beautiful metaphor, isn't it? They want their ears scratched where they itch. And in order to achieve that, they will accumulate for themselves. So they'll build up one upon another teachers to suit their own passions, teachers who will say what they want to hear, teachers who will accommodate fallen human hearts. And that will therefore license them to turn away from listening to the truth, the revelation in the written word of God, the gospel, and wander off into myths, into false constructions. And uh, what uh, uh, Peter is saying here is that these false teachers will be very, very popular. Notice that uh, what they will be presenting is sensuality. Now that word sensuality, when he says many will follow their sensuality, is really a word with very strong sexual overtones. It could be translated indecency or vice. And what Peter is really saying is that when Jesus Christ stops being the master and when man comes the master, any commitment to purity is replaced rather by a commitment to self-expression, a commitment to fulfillment. Teaching that will say you can proudly live out the hitherto shameful desires that you once entertained because those the shame of those desires was just the repression of uh, a tradition or whatever it is. 
So when uh, false teachers are sensuous in that way, they are going to be popular because they will appeal to fallen human nature. They will say you can have your cake and eat it. You can be a Christian and a, a practicing homosexual, for example. And uh, verse 2 goes on to say, And because of them, these are the false teachers, the way of truth, that's the gospel, will be blasphemed. It's saying that uh, because of them, uh, the gospel will be monstrously misrepresented in a way that insults and dishonors God. So we see that the effect of the false teacher's secret smuggling in of destructive heresies will be popularity. That's why they do it. Many will follow their sensuality. But the gospel, ah, the gospel is blasphemed. There is more to learn from this. We'll come back to it tomorrow. Heavenly Father, what a terrible thing it is that the way of truth, the gospel, should be blasphemed in this way by those who deny the Master, the Lord Jesus Christ. Please help us to love the Master, the Savior, to honor the teaching of your written word, and to live in ways that are pure as demonstrations of our faith in your great salvation. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.